Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies, as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism, and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to see you in the show. Hello, beautiful human, and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I have a guest interview for you. So I interview Julia motherfucking Wells, who is this amazing woman who I really respect. And I've followed her for a couple of years now. And I just very much share, I guess, very similar perspectives around mindset work, business, kind of the bullshit that goes around in the industry that keeps people on a wild goose chase of finding worthiness or, you know, just focusing on all the wrong things, trying to, you know, focusing on having a million step funnel or like just needing to have all these things that you actually just don't need to have to start making money in your business. And I am really excited to be sharing her business journey with you. Um, in this episode and really excited to just be chatting with her about some of those things uh, because I think it's just really empowering when we can recognize what's actually a diversion or a load of shit versus, you know, what, what do you authentically, what do you authentically need to tap into your potential, your gifts and actually share them with the world. So I'm so excited for you to listen to this. I would love to hear what your biggest takeaway is, how you find it. If you want to share at the end, I'll remind you again. Um, But I love, I love hearing when I get guests onto the podcast, I love hearing what you thought of it. Did you vibe with it? Would you like more of that kind of thing? So definitely do. Don't be a silent lurker and let me know how you found it and if you would love me to bring on more guests like this. So anyway, I'm going to uh, hand us over to the interview with Julia. Enjoy. Welcome, Julia, to the podcast. I am so so excited to have you here. I have followed you for a couple of years now and I listen to your podcast and I love your work and you just so embody like everything that this podcast is about, money, sex, business, and awakening, which is about help. It's like sharing everything that, you know, for for me, I was never taught and from guests to women about claiming your power in all of those areas, you know, being in connection to your sexuality and your sexual energy, being empowered with money, creating a business from your gifts, talents, and abilities, and using all of those things as a path of awakening to your truest self and your 
highest potential. So I'm so excited to have you on here and just thank you so much for being here and you know sharing your all of your magic that you're about to share with my audience. Yay, thank you for having me. Super excited. And just I don't always sound this nasally. <laughs> or some people think it's a sexy reader, telephone, whatever, sex voice, but uh, I am a little sick, so just saying. Thank you. Well, thank you, you know, for going ahead and doing this. I, oh, yeah. I know I've seen in your stories that you have been a bit sick. Uh, just to quickly introduce Julia to anyone that doesn't know her, Julia motherfucking Wells, by the way, <laughs> I'm just going to give you your whole name. Thank you. Uh, Julia Wells is a seven-figure pussy-based business coach and teaches others how to build wildly successful businesses while centering ease and pleasure. And what I love so much about your approach, Julia, there's just so much, like I really resonate with how you come at things. There's just no bullshit. Like it's just calling out all the bullshit. Uh, and it's just, it's just such a grounded, like real, these, you know, you take the steps, you know, and you see results, you get results and you continue on that path and you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to get everything right. You don't have to do complicated shit and like <laughs> things with a million steps. Like you just show up and do it. Right. Yep. Um, so I love that. And in this episode, I want to hear a bit more about that, a bit more about um, using pleasure for profit, which is a, a really big piece for you. And I, I would love to hear about your business journey. So maybe let's start there. Could you kick us off and share, um, how did you first start getting into coaching and was that your first business? Yeah. So yes, it was my first business. So I got into the coaching space, I guess, I think seven years ago now, maybe almost eight. And I learned about it through health coaching and was just on my own journey of how to take better care of myself. I was in a job that I didn't really enjoy. I lived in a place where eating healthy was just not a thing. No one really took care of themselves. And so I, I started down that path and uh, I quickly learned about the coaching industry as a whole, that you could even be a coach, that coach was a job. And then beyond that, that it gave you unlimited income, freedom, time schedule. You could be whoever you wanted to be, say whatever the fuck you wanted to say. And I was like, yeah, sign me up. Like I always knew I wanted to do my own thing, but like that is just next level. And I hated health coaching. It was cool to like learn about for myself, but don't ask me about those things. I really don't care to have that conversation. What you do with your body is on you for the, in, in, to that extent. And um yeah, I'd always been developing leaders. I'd been really deep into this online fitness community called Tone It Up back in the day. And so I'd seen the power of using social media to build genuine relationships. And I saw how much that was missing in most people's businesses, right? They're just selling to people. They're not really sharing who they are. There wasn't a lot of authenticity. There wasn't a lot of actual relating to people, vulnerability, all of these things that I'd seen really helped me build some close relationships online. And I was like, well, this is what would translate in the business space. And just got really into social media and marketing and using social media to do that in a way that felt really good and just didn't see a lot of that happening. And 
Um, it just evolved over time. I think in the beginning, I like what you said at the beginning of the episode of like using your business as a vehicle to become your most authentic self. Cause at the beginning it was like, I was bringing my corporate self into this. I was bringing all of these things I saw other successful people doing. And ultimately what really led me to figure out what I wanted to do and how to have the most fun doing it was like, okay, this has to be the Julia way (laughs) of doing it. And so it went from very lost and confused to then being sure I wanted to do business, but like very much struggling on how to get off the ground and kind of create my own thing. I just, you know, I think it's a phase for a lot of us to parrot our mentors and kind of do what we see around us. And that just felt terrible and didn't work. And so then somehow ended up in the world of pussy-based business. Yes. <laughs> and here we are. So I'd love to hear just, you know, just so everyone can get an idea of how different different people's journeys are and how normal it is to have, you know, a, the first phase of your business not really seeing necessarily a lot of outward result or traction. So how how long until you you did start to see um, traction in your business? Yeah. So it wasn't probably until the end of year four, year five-ish, and it, which is so annoying because I remember when I started, my dad was like, yeah, you know, most small businesses take like three to five years to become profitable and really take off. And I was like, yeah, right. These coaches are selling like a million dollar dreams that can happen overnight and very cute. And I'm glad I gripped on to that and to some extent because otherwise I would have given up a long time ago. Um, so it was cool to see what was possible. But yeah, it took years of just figuring out how to run a business, how to show up for myself, what I even wanted the business to be, and all of the different skills that came with it and piecing it together. And so it took me a lot of years. And I find with clients, it can be similar. Or if you have very transferable skills or you've done some iteration of working for yourself, it can tend to happen faster. But it's fucking tough to learn how to work for yourself and be your own brand. Right. So I think in the pandemic, a lot of people got a sense of like, oh, self-motivating and working from home and you have to manage your own time. Yet then you also have to sell yourself as a service and you have to become the entire brand. So there's a lot of things to work through, especially for women around like being seen and being the product. And it just takes a lot of time. So I just like to normalize that for people of like, do what you need to do to stay in it. If this is your dream and what you want to do, whether that's go into debt, get another job, have someone financially supporting you, work for something else while you're doing it. But don't give up if you want this, but just reality check is not an overnight thing, (laughs) no matter who tries to tell you it is. Totally. And you know, that was something that I feel like really did trip me up at the beginning of my coaching journey was exactly like you said, seeing this kind of message be put out of that you can, you know, it can be overnight if just as long as, you know, maybe your mindset's right or your energy's right, right or you, you know, like you'll attract it kind of thing. And I, I've then found it so challenging that I, I wasn't instantly successful. And then what I made that main, mean about me and, you know, like just completely stuffed myself up basically because of that mentality. And yeah, for me as well, it, take, it took like a really good, I haven't really thought about exactly from when I first started coaching because I did quit for a bit and I had started out in life coaching and, and sexuality 
uh, before moving to money and business. And there was a break in there. But yeah, like a really good few years, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like you said, there's so much you're learning. And it's also what I also uh, like to draw attention to is like, it's not just like, oh, I'm selling window cleaning. So here's my window cleaning packages. Everyone knows what window cleaning is. It's like, you're yep. also creating what the, like, what the hell am I offering here? Like, what am I, you know, like you, you're just carving your own path like in every sense of the word. Yeah. It's so unique and there's just not a lot of ways to explain it. And even if you, again, if you've owned your own business, it will help you, but it's totally different than you being the service. And for most of my clients that I'm just thinking about people that have like had financial success within, let's say a year or two, most of them all had their own business to start with at some point in time, even if it was different, but they, they had a lot of those base skills. And so just let yourself have your own path. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. Yeah. And just don't make it mean anything about you no. or, you know, what you're meant for. Yeah, totally. It doesn't have to have any impact. I mean, it, for all of us, I think it's something we have to work through and that's totally fine, but there's nothing wrong with you if you can't figure out in a day and someone's marketing is trying to tell you that <laughs> you should. Yes. So then what happened next after those four years? What what changed and uh, and I guess, you know, what was the next evolution for your business? Yeah. So at that point, it was more like, businessy leadership, you know, a lot of that social media stuff. And what I was seeing, I was coaching a lot around visibility. I think at that point, I probably already had my Facebook group visible AF. And I talked a lot about like zero fucks and not caring what other people thought, because that's a, again, a huge theme for women in business is like, what are people going to think of my pricing? What are they going to think of my posting and my offers and my success? And my failures and all these things. Right. And so I was talking about that a lot. And then I was just um, in the car one day and just, I don't know why I think I was listening to nothing, which I never do in the car. (laughs) I was just sitting in silence and had this download of like, you really need to combine like marketing and sexuality, pussy stuff. And I went into a Facebook group for a program I was in. And I was just like, I just had this download. Like, does anyone know someone that's like, doing this kind of work or where I would start. And the other thing I'd realized again around visibility was there's so many deeper wounds, especially around sexuality when it comes to women being seen, feeling safe, being seen, all of these different pieces. And I just knew I wasn't equipped to deal with actual sexual trauma and some of that deeper work. And so I ended up taking a 600-hour sex, love, and relationship coach training with Layla Martin, if anyone knows her really intense. And I went into it knowing I don't want to be a sex, love and relationship coach, but I want to talk about some of those deeper woundings around sexuality and our femininity and things that tie into being seen. And so I went through that and then uh, just started thinking about like, okay, there's something to this pleasure thing, right? That whole messaging I saw in the business space was like, hustle and hustle. And like, if you want this, you just have to like be devoid of pleasure quite literally. And like pleasure will happen to you magically at the end. And I was like, I don't want to do that at all. Like that sounds absolutely terrible. And I'm not even sure if it's possible to do it in a different way. People talk about ease, but no one really talked about like pleasure being part of the equation. And what I learned in studying that was like, 
Pleasure is your renewable resource, right? And your turn on. It's free. It's accessible. You can reach for it at any fucking time. And it just allows you to keep going, to move through things, to regulate your nervous system, to expand your capacity, all of these different things. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what happens if you like bring this into your business. And from that point, I just got a little bee in my bonnet. And I was like, I'm just going to figure out if this works and is a thing and be my number one best case study. And here we are. I absolutely love that. Uh, you know, Layla was actually my first ever coach. So oh, really? for me, yeah, for getting into the co- well, coaching entrepreneurship space, kind of before I did that, I I had a lot of sexual blocks and I realized it was something that I really wanted to change. I really wanted to figure out and you know, had spent years trying to find some resources to help because basically the conventional medical system had nothing. And eventually I found Layla, like a YouTube video of hers uh, that just made so much sense. And I was like, oh my God, I have, like, I have to work with this person. And I, um, like harassed her into taking me on as a one-to-one client. Oh she my wasn't God, taking, <laughs> so well she wasn't taking any clients. And then I did, yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of work of hers and I love her work. I think she's fantastic. Um, yeah. and it's actually how I found you was through someone that I knew from in one of her programs talking about you. Um, so yeah, I love that you got curious about that and made those connections, you know? Um, and so I'd love to hear more about how like the pleasure piece, how does Mm -hmm. pleasure help, you know, if you have this orientation, help women create more profit and create more successful businesses? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think like, I'll kind of get into a couple different ways. So one thing for me, again, if we're showing up and doing scary shit all day long, right? So we're charging for our services, we're putting ourselves out, maybe it's doing a Facebook Live or a Reel or just saying something scary on the internet, right? A lot of this is bringing up fear. It's bringing up all of these different emotions in our body. And for me, that's a lot to sit with. And it's really, it can be really dysregulating to constantly feel like you're just facing an angry mob or a lion or whatever the thing is, right? And so I learned for myself that pleasure was a, a really great tool for regulating my nervous system. And a lot of this, it doesn't even have to be sexual pleasure. It could just be sensual, which means like literally any sense that you experience as a human in a physical body, right? So um, seeing something, smelling something, touching yourself. And so just really even realizing like you could like self-soothe while you're doing scary things in your business You could do it before, you could do it during, after. And the cool thing about running a business on Zoom, for the most part, or whatever, your phone and apps, like you can be doing all these things under the camera screen. So like no one needs to ever see that you're like nervous, like doing something, saying you're priced on a sales call or, you know, getting on live and realizing there's like questions or maybe someone's kind of being a dick to you. You could just be like gently stroking yourself. You could like scratch your skin and like have sensations. It brings you back into your body. Mm -hmm. I used to be the most socially anxious human. And I noticed my anxiety will peak if I'm like not doing a lot to be in my body. It brings you back into your body. It brings you back into like, Oh, okay. Like I'm safe. I'm here in this present moment. Like I'm okay. I got this. I actually maybe 
kind of feel good while I'm feeling like fucked up and scared. Mm -hmm. And for me, that really helped be able to go in and do all the things I had to do every day in my business. And so some of it is like being able to fill that tank back up for yourself. Again, outside of business hours, some of it is doing it during business. And then the other thing for me is like, if you want to be able to receive money, clients, energy coming at you, you have to be able to hold that in your body, right? And a lot of that frequency and energetics to me are similar to pleasure, right? So if you can't really hold pleasure in your body, if that doesn't feel good or safe or whatever, it's really hard to hold any of those other things. They're all just like frequencies of whatever you make it mean. But you know, some of them are actual sensations and experiences that you're having. And so I found that if I played with pleasure and played with my pleasure capacity, it really expanded how much I could hold in my business. So if I would like be doing something that felt good, we all have like an upper limit of where we get. But if you're like, ooh, like what if I could go like a little bit more and like, Ooh, what if I could find pleasure like in the painful experiences? And there's just so many different ways it could go. But I realized like I could bring pleasure into everything I was doing and it made it feel better again, even if it was scary, even if it was like painful and stretchy and I was at my limit, I would just turn to pleasure as a way to be able to have and hold all of that. Um, And so I just bring it into like every single thing that I do in my business and it's made it feel so much better. Again, it's hard, but like it feels better. Yeah. And it, and it allows you, as you said, to stay more present and follow through on more with that nervous system regulation. You know, it helps kind of take you down from the fight flight. And as you said, Mm -hmm. just being able to hold more, you know, I, I remember in one of sexuality training I did I don't remember which one it was they talked about um have people having a pleasure threshold like you've got a threshold Mm -hmm. of how much you'll let yourself feel and I remember mine used to be pretty low you know like and you realize when you think of it that way like there is actually only usually like a certain level of pleasure you're comfortable feeling and beyond that it's like you don't know what that feels like and so it's scary you know and it it can be like that you know, or it is, uh, I think, like that with money and earning as well. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know what's beyond this. So I'm like, you know, I don't know if I want to feel that or if I can hold that. Um, I've actually, it's funny, actually, you mentioned how you were making those links with business and pleasure and sexuality, because that's, that's what started to happen for me with money. Cause I was doing a lot of money coaching and I had my sexuality background and and then I just started doing sexuality practices, um, you know, and really using it as a tool for alchemy of like feeling mm-hmm. all the, like the shit, the blocks, and then going into pleasure and how that just, you know, like it works on a lot of levels of like regulating your nervous system, also just putting you into an expanded state of consciousness and awareness, mm-hmm. I feel with the sexual energy practices. and. So I've got a membership now where we, you know, it's around expanding your relationship with money through using sexual energy and basically sex magic practices as well. So, (laughs) yeah, I love it. So can you tell us then, because I know you had quite rapid growth in your business once, you know, you did really, I guess, find you know, bring through your, your own work and sounds like really tapping into your genius and something new that wanted to come through you. So can you tell us a bit about what that was like and and what happened? 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, long story short, probably since I really decided to like go all in on the pleasure thing, go all in on myself and just stop thinking someone else had all the answers and all that stuff. Mm. Um, my business has done probably it's like 3.3 million in cash us dollars in three years. Not even. Wow. I think we're this right at after, the three year mark. This is after four nothing years like not, four yeah. years of like nothing. <laughs> like I would like, I think I had like one 10 K month selling some consulting and a couple of VIP days. And I had like one 5 K launch on a program around like pleasure and social media. But um, it was rough, right? And now it's just consistently, I don't even know how many. I just, I can't remember the last time I didn't make at least $100,000 a month. It's probably been like 18 consecutive months. And I really attribute that to like just continuing to orient to pleasure. And mm. I work part time hours. I mostly coach like Tuesday, Wednesday, and part of the day Thursday and fuck around on Monday and Friday with like a meeting or two or whatever I need to do. So I say that to say it's like, I've been able to keep or increase my income and keep or decrease my hours at the same Mm. time, which I think is so unusual in our industry. And so just to put that as evidence for anybody, and to do things like in a way that felt really good to me, right? So I have been able to experiment with what types of containers I like to hold the way that I like to create and put content in the world and having team and all of these amazing things going on. And, um, but in terms of like what really shifted, it was, I really used pleasure to figure out how to show the fuck up for the scary shit. And everything was scary, (laughs) right? Success was scary. Failing was scary. The next little step was scary. 10 steps away was scary. So it was like, really being able to just turn to pleasure, turn to all the tools that I had. Um, And I use a lot of mindset work. So being able to like rewrite all those narratives that I was having and identify them without like getting stuck in being obsessed with limiting beliefs, which I think can happen a lot of the time. And so I really just worked like a really simple business strategy, a lot of pleasure, a lot of mindset work. And I've just repeated it. Like I use the same fucking strategy. I use the same mindset prompts. I use the same pleasure tools from that first 10K month I had to whatever the 1800K month I've had recently, um, which I just think is so cool. Because again, I think there's such a consumption capitalistic narrative in our world, not just in the coaching space by any means that it's like, there's always something new to learn. Like I had a client the other day who's been having 60K months and she wanted to go to like 80 to 100. And I said something, I don't remember exactly how we got there, but I was like, well, what do you like think, who do you think like 100K you is? And she like, I like to bait my clients, you know, but I'm like, I know the answer, but she's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, the answer is it's like, just you, like, there's nothing different. And she's like, no, but like, don't you think I like have to be different to make a hundred? I was like, no, like it, whatever my friends ask me, like, what are you most proud of when you've made whatever X dollar milestone I hit? I'm like, I just was more me. Like I was always me. I was more me. I've been me this whole fucking time. But this industry is going to sell you. There's another secret. There's another level. There's another dimension. There's another code. There's some other thing you have to fucking be or know or get or whatever. And it's just a fucking lie. And so I just like to say that too of like, 
what's gotten me here is the same thing that got me to each level along the way, which I think is so permission giving. Cause it's like, if you can master the few things that work for you and then do them over and over again without getting distracted by all the noise of marketing, you probably could work out some pretty magical things. Yes. I love that you share that, you know, and talk about you're the same person, you know, and you know, you can become even more of yourself because you actually just shed more of the layers of thinking you need to be different basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what I love as well that you talk about is like, you, uh, you know, you don't have to become, yeah, work, like feel worthy first, good enough first. These are things that I'm like, so, you know, ranting about all the time yeah. because it is such a load of shit that it then is. just keeps, keeps people in their ego, keeps people in, you know, as you just were mentioning, like trying to resolve beliefs Yeah. when that's just such a waste of energy and you're just putting power in that belief, thinking you need to change it by, you know, because you're saying, oh, it means something and I, and I do need to be different to that rather than just, you know, what I love about what you share is just going, well, this is just what's coming up for me. <laughs> this is what's here. And this is what I'm choosing. This is what I'm orientating towards. I'm not, I'm not buying into the story. I'll, I'll see the story that's coming up, but I don't have to do anything with it. Mm -hmm. And like one thing I always ask myself that really helped me be able to take action through all of these things, right. Is like, what do I need? And what does my business need? And I teach all my clients Mm -hmm. this to be able to ask like, so if I'm feeling unworthy, what I might need is, you know, some kind of embodiment practice or mindset practice or some kind of work to just remember that I'm worthy because I'm worthy. What my business needs is not for me to lower my prices because I don't feel worthy or stop my launch because I feel unworthy today. My business needs me to maybe just put out one more post and then fucking leave it alone for the day or, um, you know, ask my team to do something and back up often. And I just think that can be so helpful too, is like, don't believe your thoughts. Don't let your thoughts and emotions run your business because at every level, they are going to be there. And I know that can be slightly depressing. I think it's... I say it with the intent of being liberating, but it's like new level, same fucking devil. You just get better at managing it, right? So before when I would have a thought like three years ago of like, no one wants what you have and like, no one's going to buy this launch stuff. I would stop posting. I would really question if that was true. I would maybe spend hours in my journal being like, is it true? Does anyone want this? Where did this belief come from? And now I'm like, that's cool. Fuck that. I'm just going to go take the action I need to take in my business because I know this is part of my my brain recipe, essentially, right? My brain's always going to tell me, this is going to be the one that fails. Nobody wants this. You look pathetic. Pack it up. Someone else has something better. And they're just... I know they're there. So I just keep it moving. And I think... Um, again, when we spend too much time investigating things instead of managing them, it can be really, really taxing and draining. And so that's something that's really, really helped to me. Yeah. Amazing. Um, that's so powerful, you know, and I just, I love that you shared how it's the same practices, the same strategy and just using a simple strategy that's effective in getting your offer in front of the people that would be, you know, would benefit from it, would be interested in it and having a way for them to pay for it. And you don't have to engage in manipulation 
tactics and strategies of how can I manipulate as many people as possible to buy. And I think that's just a really big difference between, you know, I would almost call it maybe like the kind, I, I don't know if this would really be the right terminology, but like the, the, well, no, what would be better terminology is more like the egoic way that it's, mm-hmm. it's been done a lot in the past of I have to manipulate people to get what I want versus just being in service and yeah. making the thing available and, and knowing that it will resonate with the, the right people um, and you don't have to try to manipulate people. Like, sure, you can refine your messaging um, and all that kind of thing, but, yeah, you don't have to work out how to make people sign up basically. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like this idea of switching from like it being a zero sum game, like I win, you lose, or you win if I lose, or whatever kind of thing. And it's like, I think we all just win when if you need my service, you buy my service. And if you don't, great, buy it from somebody else or whatever you need, right? But everyone getting what they need out of everything that's happening. And I think so many people think it has to be just like you versus everybody else or you versus your audience that you have to get them to do something and just like refuse to participate in that game. Instead, it's just like everyone can get exactly what they need and there's room for everybody. Don't be gross with your marketing. It's not necessary. And, you know, and I love that you're an example of someone who has done that and, and done it with so, you know, done it with so much heart and then had such explosive financial results from it as well. Like that's absolutely amazing and such such a credible example for people. Yeah, and I think that like another thing just not that other people aren't doing it, you know, but just being able to see like that it's not just a me thing. Like everybody, like my whole thing is like when I win, everyone around me wins, right? Like when I was able to create the success, I just turned around and helped all my friends and all my clients do the same thing and just been so devoted to that being true. And I think there's so many fears for a lot of us that like, you're going to leave people behind or whatever, like everything's going to have to change. And it just doesn't have to be that way. Like you winning can be the best thing for everybody around you. Mm. So I'd love to hear then your thoughts. I know a lot of um, a lot of women struggle with raising their prices or and raising their prices and or just charging what they would love to charge, like what would be the most delicious, juicy, pleasurable amount to charge. So what what would you say to someone who was struggling with that or how how do you help people through that? Totally. So one thing that I'll just say, because I think this comes up for a lot of people, there's a lot of conditioning and whatever is like, has nothing to do with charging your worth. So like we have to take that narrative out. Now it does have to be a match value wise for the people you want to buy that particular offer, right? So I have a private coaching offer that last I sold, it was like 100K, there's no spot. So whatever. It's not that I'm worth 100K and someone else isn't. It's just that this is the value of my time right now. And I just needed to find one other person who saw that value and was willing to pay for it, right? In a lower level program, it's not that like, it's not more valuable or less valuable than something else. It's like, this is just, or worthy or whatever, but it's like, this is just the value of what you can get access to. And so I think that's helpful for women because we have a lot of our worth wrapped up in it. 
even in the corporate side of things, women don't apply for a promotion or for a job position or ask for the raises unless they think they're like 80 to 100% qualified, whereas men will come in at like 20% and just be like, oh, fuck it, I'm going for this job, right? And it just shows you we have so much wrapped up in having to really feel like we're 100% worth it. So for your offers, just look at like, okay, cool. Like, can I get behind the value of this offer? Can I, do I trust I can find someone that also sees the value of this? And there's no like magic number. There's no right or wrong. Like you really have to figure it out. And I think our industry can be a little weird where it's like, oh my God, if I'm undercharging or overcharging or whatever, all that has to matter is it feels good for you. And you're willing to go out and find the person that it feels equally good if not whatever, stretchy and expansive for them to buy the thing from you. And so I think that's so helpful. Like one time I realized was just, I could ask the same question over and over and over again. And to me, I was like, oh, that's the, like, that would be the value of this entire program. Like everything else is a bonus. And something just clicked in me was like, oh yeah, like it doesn't have to be all these fucking bells and whistles. Like sometimes just being in space with somebody is all they fucking need. Right. And so just say that is like, you are the value, but it's not like your inherent worth. It has nothing to do with that. And you just have to find a price that like you could go sell it and find someone who will buy it at, you know, and tell them why it's worth what it's worth. Um, which is a lot of like actual messaging and whatnot. But I think we just get it so tied into like a personal thing when, it doesn't have to be, but it, it takes a minute to realize that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I agree with that. And something that I'm getting from what you're saying that I really like is also that there's just, you know, there's not like a right thing you need to figure out and you can just try things, you know, totally. and if it's like, oh, that didn't gel so well, or no one said yes to that offer. Like, is there where I need to change it? Or do I want to, you know, adjust the price? Um, and you can just try things and go, hey, I have no idea if this is going to be way too much. And then you get some, you know, you get people that say yes. And you're like, okay, well, that proves my, you know, monkey mind wrong. And what I'll say from just me and hundreds of clients, there is a buyer for every single price point. There's been stuff I look mm. at for clients or people in the industry. I'm like, you're batshit fucking crazy, but it doesn't matter. They have a buyer. I don't yeah. see the value in it. I wouldn't spend my money on that, whether it's $40 or $400,000. Who the fuck cares, right? Like I'm not the buyer, but their buyer saw the value and bought the thing. And so I think it's just worth saying is like one of the last things I'll ever tell a client to do is change their price. What they need to do is get better at messaging. They need to go out and find the right audience member. They need to make sure that it's positioned correctly. Because again, there is a buyer at every single price. And if you keep changing your price and never really learn how to sell and know how to market things and have the right mm -hmm. messaging and positioning, you're going to waste so much time in this industry. And it's going to drive you crazy when you realize like you could have just sold at any fucking price. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's not even about the price. It's about just honing in on those other pieces. Yeah, like I feel like if I tried long enough, I could probably package something for $500,000. I could get the branding, the messaging, the right person. If I put it out there long enough and using the right techniques and all of these different pieces, right? Like someone's going to buy something for half a million dollars. They'll perceive the value that I'm sharing, right? And then the rest of my audience will be like, you're insane. I would never. And that's fine because I only needed to sell one. Um, just like if I was selling something for 20 bucks 
that 500k client, like they never would have bought it in the first place. Right. And so you just have to always think about like what you're actually trying to do and um, what the right, like kind of lever to pull is in your business in terms of getting where you want to go. So what I'm getting from a lot of this is like, you know, it's, it's about being in your own lane. It's about what do you want to share? What do you Mm want to offer? What do you fucking want to charge? Like, and just not, not seeking the a right answer from outside of you from someone else and just going what's my what's my message and what's what is it that what how do i want to build my business and how much you know what how do i want it to be structured what's going to feel good for me and really valuing that like valuing you know the what you're bringing through and you as an essential you know, a, a valid piece of that puzzle that that matters, and mm-hmm. being and being able to follow your your pleasure in how you structure your business is what's really powerful. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I'll sometimes see random shit on the internet. My coach the other day put out like a post that was like, "You could buy this like if Gucci can sell I don't know what it was six hundred or thirteen hundred dollar bathing suit that you can't even wear in the fucking water. Like you can sell your services. <laughs> and like occasionally, all like there was like an umbrella you can't use. But like there's people who teach unicorn prancing online. Yes. There's someone for like literally every single thing. And again, most of us wouldn't buy it, but it doesn't matter once you find your niche of people. And fortunately enough, there are so many people on this fucking planet and the internet is an incredible vehicle for finding whoever fancies the same shit you fancy. And you know, like you can really make it happen. And again, this is where it takes like, yeah, that doesn't mean you're going to find them overnight. Like you might have Mm. to like crawl through some shit and go find them and get, you know, a couple here and a couple there. But if you really stick to it, I think you can create so many amazing things and you never have to um, just like sacrifice on the way you want to do it. It's just going to take time and don't just go copy what someone else's success formula looks like. Cause you think mm. that's like the way to get it. Cause it's just quick path to burnout and not being happy. Yeah. And it's just, there's no life force in it, you know, and you know, you're not going to want to stick at something that, um, that you don't, isn't fundamentally connected to what you care about and I think you know with what you're just saying like you can you can make it with anything you know you're giving all these examples (laughs) and and I think you know it's and when it's the thing that's what you love and it's what's in your heart and coming from your genius that's that's when you can that thing you can make that work Isn't there like, this is another example, just because I find this hilarious. And I think we all need to just like drill this home. I'm pretty sure there's a um, OnlyFans person who like fucking acts like a dog. This girl that like, I don't know, she like bark, I don't, whatever. I think my boyfriend was telling me about it and makes like a million dollars or something. And I'm like, what the hell you guys, there is a fetish. There is a desire for whatever you want to do. You got to go build the audience. And like, just put it out there. But I just, I think that's so amazing because again, what we're selling in the coaching space is probably not even that far out there. Um, Mm. It just, our brains perceive it to be, and it's a lot easier to obsess over price or some other thing than to just be like, oh damn, like I'm going to let people actually 
appreciate what I find quirky or vulnerable or special about me. Yeah, totally. I'm not thinking of any examples right now, but I know that I've <laughs> seen will. lots of things just <laughs> like you. And the, the only one that's occurring to me that I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to give anyone, I don't want to sound discouraging when I say it, but it's like this artist I remember I came across once that did art that was like exactly like the art that a four-year-old does in kindy, you know? Yes. Like it's, it would be at my Scribbles. my level of art skill, basically. <laughs> yeah, which is, <laughs> um, and this person had over a hundred k followers, and they made a full time living from their art. And I was like, seriously, Whoa. even it like just, if you think about yeah. NFTs, those like ones that people were drawing that were so hideous, and it's like it's all perceived value at the end of yeah. the day, and you get to tell your audience how to perceive you. Absolutely, and. That's that's right, and if it's if it's flowing, if it's flowing from your heart, you know, there's, there's probably going to be people that resonate with that and go with it. Go do it. So, Julia, if people listening to this are like, "Oh my god, I want to," you know, I want a pleasure based business, a pussy based business. What what would you say? Are just even like you know, I'll, I'll share in a second resources of how people can learn more from you, but. Like how, how would you recommend people just get started pussifying their business? Yeah. So I always just say like two things. One, connect to your pussy. I know that sounds like either simple or weird as fuck, but just even thinking about like, oh, I have this like to me and we didn't even talk about it, but pussy is like your source of your power, your vulnerability, your spiritual guidance, your intuition, all of these different things. To me, that's how I relate to pussy. Um, and she's strong as fuck, right? So she can like do all of these really hard, uncomfortable things um, and expand and contract and whatever. So just connecting with pussy to like let her know that she gets to be part of a business to me is revolutionary, right? Usually that's the last thing, especially as women, sexuality should not be in any part of our career field mm. stuff, right? When I first started doing this, people fucking came at me and told me I was so unprofessional and yada, yada. So Suck on that. <laughs> I hope you find <laughs> pussy power. Um, truly, I hope you do. Um, but so just like bringing your pussy into it. So like hand on pussy every morning or when you sit down at your laptop or go to work or something like that. Even if you're like on a call, a sales call, like you never know what's going to come through. You never know what could happen. So I just think that's a one really beautiful way. And then just asking yourself, how could I bring more pleasure into my day? Right. And so sometimes that's like, oh, I could like set up an even more beautiful workspace. I could have flowers or a candle. I could spend five minutes tidying up. I could plate my takeout in a really beautiful way tonight. Or um, one thing I love to say is just like most of us, you know, drink a hot beverage every day, or it could be something cold, but just like spend time with your senses. So like, feeling the hot mug, feeling the warm liquid, like really tasting it, slowing down. So like anything you could do to just like spend a few seconds awakening all of your senses brings you back into your body. It just activates that pleasure muscle that sometimes is just so quick to like be bypassed, especially in business, but especially like we're busy, we're doing this hard, big thing. And so those are just two simple ways. And again, it's going to sound so simple, so basic, but it truly can be revolutionary if you keep 
turning towards that. And then every time you do it, your pleasure threshold or capacity actually can increase, right? And so little by little without knowing it, you're like, ooh, now more and more things around me are beautiful. And I'm really like taking time to like be in my body and just start to notice the correlation in your life of like, are you receiving more? Are you being seen and received differently? Are you feeling different? Are you like less anxious and in your head? And so I just think it's really fun to just do a little bit of pleasure research on like what happens when you just spend a couple minutes every day being in your body. Mm. That's so powerful and so simple. Like I love that you've just given such easy, simple things, you know, like putting a hand on pussy. It's like, you know, I I think when there's maybe like a full pleasure kind of thing or a practice that can create resistance, but it's just like you're just building that connection, (laughs) just building that connection and you're just connecting. And like you said, with those simple things, it's funny because I never used to, due to the way that I grew up, uh, value beauty or it's, t- it's taken me getting over my mindset stuff about yeah. valuing beauty. And it's naturally started to come in more and more, I would say really in the last six months or maybe just over that like I'm really letting myself have really beautiful clothes. And I, and I literally, I do, I see it exactly like what you said. I just bought this really beautiful, big, colorful skirt to wear during winter while I'm working that no one even is going to see. Exactly. But it just makes like, you're going to look down and smile. Like today I wore this like neon yellow dress and I, it just makes me happy. It just feels yes. good. I would touch the silk and I'm just like, oh, like that's so good. Like I'm even looking at your background. You have like fuzzy stuff on every mm. chair and little pillow. I'm just like, oh, it just, it, I don't know. I just find most women are such sensual beings that it really makes mm. such a fucking difference. But it looks like it looks superficial. It looks like it falls under this like beauty, superficial, yes. artificial thing. But there's something really, really powerful about it. Yeah, I totally agree. And um I'm I'm inspired to do more. I actually they're dying, but I picked a couple of roses. I've I've never Yay. picked flowers. I've got plants. Stop it. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, um, that's but that's but isn't it so true that like that's a thing that you never realize, but you hear another woman say it and you're like Oh my God, I don't know the last time I've ever smelled a rose or picked a rose. And and now every time you look at it, you're just like, oh my God, that time I like did something nice for myself. Yeah. No, it's it's super powerful. And I and I think on a lot of levels. So I love that you've shared just those simple, easy things to start with. And yeah, just beautifying your space, beautifying your takeaway dinner. Like <laughs> I'm totally going to think about that the next time I get takeaway. Isn't it good? I'm usually too lazy, but it, it just is like so fun. You're like, oh, I could make everything just five times more beautiful or 1% more pleasurable. And, you know, even like pour your water into a wine glass or, um, you know, like just light a candle while you're eating a meal or working on a call or whatever that thing is. And again, I think you'll just like be so surprised and it's even myself. I'm like, Oh, I don't need to like play music while I have five minutes to get ready. And then I turn it on. And next thing Mm. I know, I'm like dancing or winking at myself in the mirror. And I just, it really elevates everything. And it's, it's just, 
I don't know. I am never not surprised by how delicious pleasure is. Yeah, that's that's so true. And then the the flow on effect of yes. having that activated inside you, and how differently you then like come at everything and the ideas that are coming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just like the glass half full, half empty, right? It's like the roses were always there, and the things were probably always around a lot of us. But when you start to look for pleasure in ways that you can bring in pleasure and find it, you'll just notice more and more. You're just like, ooh, it's like people too with abundance. It's like if you look for like start looking for signs of abundance, you're going to see them everywhere. So we just have to like choose to orient to pleasure. And what do you know? Everything in your house is like a pleasure tool. Yeah. And what you were just saying just made me even think of also like it also is just such a balancing thing with all the maybe like what people might call negative things that we see happening in the world or you know witnessing suffering and just like even outside of so you've got the hard stuff in your business and then there's just hard stuff to witness in life that I think people can feel so like how you know how could I prioritize myself or um people get lost in it of like, what does this mean about life? And, you know, what am I even doing? But I think actually bringing in pleasure and just beauty, witnessing beauty, being in awe of beauty just helps you actually stay anchored in that aspect of life too, which I think Mm -hmm. is also really powerful. Yeah. Uh, It's just essential because again, to me, like turn on is our renewable resource And you can bring turn on into the darkest shit, right? Like being in your body, really deeply feeling your emotions, your grief, your rage, your anger, all of these things, like that is going to give you more fuel than if you stuff it down or if you try to numb out with different like substances or even Mm. phones and Netflix and all that kind of shit, right? And so to me, it's like, it's just essential for us being able to get through the world. If you want to keep going, if you're an activist, if you want to do anything, If you burn out, if you're depleted, if you're an empty well, you can't do shit for an extended period of time. And to me, that's just not how we're going to change any of the fucked up shit in the world. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. All right, Julia, how can people find you if they've listened to this and they're like, oh my fucking God, I want more of it. Um, (laughs) What should they do? (laughs) Yes. I also have a podcast. It's called Wait, What the Fuck? It's just WTF. So you can listen to that. There's, I don't know. It's so good, by the way. A hundred something episodes. Yeah. It's very fun and bingeable. We have affirmations, there's teaching ones, there's different guest episodes. So there's a lot of different stuff. And I have some really good behind the scenes, like literally probably four hours of like my journey behind the scenes. If you ever want Mm. more of that breakdown and inspiration, I just think that's so refreshing and uncommon for someone to tell you, like, these are the literal thoughts I used to have. And here's how I shifted it. And really watching that on Instagram, Julia motherfucking Wells. And then I also have a free Facebook group called visible AF and I do trainings in there a couple times a month. I have an event coming up depending when this comes out, but um, it's just a place to practice being visible and being seen. I really encourage my community to brag, to ask each other for support, to showcase what they're working on. You can make offers in there. And so just a really empowering, supportive place to show up as well. If you're looking for that on the internet. 
Absolutely. I'm sure if anyone's gotten to this end of this episode, they are. So I highly recommend. Come hang out. Come say hi. Yeah, you go and do all those things. All the links will be in the episode description uh, so that you can, yeah, get on board all of that goodness and bring more pleasure and connection to pussy and your, like your innate power into your life. Yes. We need you. Thank you so much, (laughs) Julia. I'm just so excited to be sharing this episode with my audience. I know they're going to absolutely love you. um, And I really appreciate your your time, your presence, and you sharing your magic. Mm, Thank you for having me. And seriously, guys, don't be a stranger. Send me a DM. I'm a real human. I value connections and relationships. So I'd love to just hear from you and know who you are and don't be a silent lurker or do whatever it's your call. But that is my invitation to you. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Julia and I would love to hear how you found it. So I want to invite you to send me a message on Instagram and let me know how did you find the interview? Would you love more interviews with women like Julia? Um, It really helps me to hear how you're finding things and what you would love. So please do get in touch and let me know. And of course, get in touch with Julia, go follow her on socials. Definitely go listen to her podcast, go go check it out and see if there's a couple of episodes that spark your curiosity because I think it's a great podcast. And I will see you in the next episode. Lots of love.